Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Enter to win a free cruise for two on board the '90s cruise. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the '90s on the first ever sailing. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interactions, and all-out 90s activities. There'll be over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, and more. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico on Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to the 90 scruisecom slash iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. It's 902-1OMG with Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling. Okay, you guys, we are super excited to bring in T.C. Warner, who played Toby season three of 90210 uh, in some very pivotal um, episodes for me. And here she is. Oh my hey. gosh. Hi. Hey, Tori. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good, good, good. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. Thank you for coming on and making me feel worse about myself because you have not <laughs> aged a day and it's just not fair. Oh, that's not true. Not true at all. And you look like you haven't aged even a minute. Oh, thank you. Okay. I'll take that. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> And this is Amy, if you have not met her, our producer and co-host and expert on 90210. Hi, Amy. How are you? I'm good. I have a lot of uh, behind the scenes questions to ask you. She's our literal expert and fan. Oh, good. Okay. Well, as Amy knows me, like, obviously, I love 90210 because I was a part of it. And now rewatching it back, I'm now a fangirl. But (laughs) my heart lies with soap operas. So oh, yeah. I, I just got to say, we have to talk all my children after we talk 90210 because I'm okay. Obsessed. Okay. But anywho. Okay. So you played Toby. So what happened? How did you get that part? So it was a regular audition. My agent okay. submitted me and it was a the standard process of callbacks and, and so on and so forth. And 
it kind of seemed to us that you guys were kind of coming in and they were shifting it to other characters that they wanted to keep on, at least in our world. Were, did they tell you how many episodes? Like it ended up being two episodes. Did you think it was going to go on? Obviously, we're graduating, but you guys could right. have gone on to California University too, just like everybody else. So, <laughs> Very true. Uh, they had they had whispered words and nothing in concrete that they were um, you know planning on on continuing the story and continuing with the with your guys's characters and integrating that with the younger generation that was the that's why I was the junior um, right the the junior publisher whatever uh, newspaper editor. Junior that. editor at large. I don't know. I just yes, made that exactly. up. Exactly. Oh, oh, right. Were yeah. you going to be the next Andrea Zuckerman? Was that sort of I mean, the, the character arc? Oh, I don't. I don't know that that was. I don't think that Andrea could be replaced. Um, but <laughs> no, I think it was just a continuation of the story, and that the writers were preparing to expand and and explore their options. Okay, so we have now heard this from. How many people, Amy, that they were trying to bring in other people? Many. Younger, many, that they were like, okay, we want to continue this storyline because, you know, last year they were like, they have one more year. And now this season, okay, they're graduating, moving on to college. And they had, again, you know, whispered that there would maybe be the younger generation. They would keep have two shows. Um, And it didn't happen. I don't know why it should have. It, I, I honestly think that they could have kept it going and and still kept all of you guys in check with, you know, generations are are still intact and and the older and younger still blend together and they cross paths and it could have gone on for many, many years. The writers were so phenomenal. I agree. Been longer than all my children. I mean... <laughs> I don't know. Don't ever compare it to that because all my children love, love, love. But, okay. Um, I mean, technically, like, okay, this was, you started in A Night to Remember, which was the pre- the prom episode, Donna Gets Drunk. We call it Drunk Donna episode. And <laughs> I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, Amy, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe Donna shouldn't have graduated. Maybe she should have gotten held back. And she, for once, could have led the troops and she could have led the spinoff. And then Toby and Donna could have continued it. Exactly. <laughs> well, it is, in all seriousness, it is interesting how they did introduce us to these characters that were mm-hmm. more than just background. They were more than right. just one-offs. They were definitely trying to establish these mm-hmm. characters. And obviously we'll get into Sean Levy in a second. But I do. what I wonder is, was their intention to have a totally different show that stayed in high school while the main gang went to college, or were they going to sort of, maybe they just didn't know, do dual, where we were still seeing high school life while our our old friends went off to college. Does anyone know? No, I think that format would be really, really awesome where they had the younger and still had the 90210 going, you know, one episode before the next you know, one at seven o'clock, one at eight o'clock. Right. Kind of so two right, different like shows. They did it would, Melrose Place in a yeah, sense. Yeah, a spinoff, but yeah, exactly. a younger generation spinoff. Yes. Although that hybrid show um, sounded really cool. <laughs> so I have to bring up, so Sean Levy, who played sort of your, I don't know, classmate, but, you know, they sort of introduced us to both characters at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ha- who has gone on to do, we've talked about it, all these incredible things. Free Guy, The Adam Project, Night at the Museum. I think he's involved with Stranger Things. So at the, do you have any memories of what he was like? At the time, was he just sort of like a teen actor? Or did he know I'm going to be this massive director producer? No, he's, he was very humble. And, you know, we were, we were both kind of shell-shocked to be on the 90210 and sort of didn't know our place, even though everybody, including Tori, was so warm and inviting, would run lines with us and and do all that stuff. Um, But he was extremely funny and very comical. 
Oh, had really? A, a great, yes, had a great mm. sense of humor. And I don't know, now, now that I'm thinking of it, Tori, do you remember it was a wardrobe, uh, call it an issue, but it was very funny because I had wardrobe had put me in a top that was, it, it looked like, it made it look like we had two frames of, of my breasts, you know, two things. What? Like, yeah. Do you remember this? No. Refresh my okay. memory. <laughs> Jason oh my and, and Luke looked at it and I remember Gabrielle <laughs> Kateris looked at it and went, um, and we were getting ready to roll camera and they, um, wardrobe, uh, what do you think of her shirt on camera? What do you mean? It literally, literally looked like I don't remember what it like... exactly was, but it, it, it almost looked like a, a shirt that had, and I don't know if they were pockets or what they were, but they were definitely like big buttons on. <laughs> don't remember this. Oh my goodness. Wait, I love that the, it was the cast that called it out. <laughs> no one else like, saw not it. Not one director writer producer the cool thing about it was the cast really protected each other and and they they looked over and they went um wardrobe we might rethink tc's uh shirt and they changed it out right there on set and it was i I was like thank god because you know i'm i'm new i don't have any say i'm like okay i'll wear that shirt but you realize you were like uh yeah there's something here you you just go with the flow and they they looked at it and and went, um, yeah, she might need some help here. And wardrobe went, oh, you're gone. <laughs> they changed it right away. But yeah, the cast was really, really cool on that. Um, and there was a lot of camaraderie. There wasn't any pretentious, don't talk to me, I'm so-and-so or anything like that. There was no no drama and everybody was just super, super nice. So do you guys think it's weird? Not that was the case, right? So you come into this show and you're having this real life experience. Why do you guys think Tori, you as the person involved, TC as the person that came into it, the media loves to make it seem totally different. How does it go from that experience to then we hear these, you know, I'm not telling tales, but Jessica Alba had a very different experience and that mm-hmm. she's talked about. So it's like, how do we know what the reality was? You're telling us the, the press makes it often seem totally different feuds and hierarchy. And yeah, I don't, I don't think that that was, that was not my perception. I call it the red carpet syndrome where that's not real in uh, anybody who lasts in this industry. It's, it, you have to have some level of being humble and realizing that you're a human, you're portraying humans. So you better have a human aspect to you. Mm. And if you don't, and you've got some far-fetched idea that you're going to walk in and, and you've got this vibe about you, that, that energy spills over and people run quickly from it. And when I came onto the set, there was, you know, there was a hallway and everybody had their dressing rooms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Everybody's doors were open. It was a basketball thing down at the end. Everybody was playing and talking with each other. And and it was very, very welcoming. It wasn't, there was no level of, of pretentious, which, which I really liked. And I, I worked on films and so forth where there was the don't talk to that person kind right. of, uh, you know, level going around. But that wasn't the case on nine or two and oh, and it was far from the case on all my children. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really nice. It was, there was a lot of camaraderie and, and it's very hard to make friends in, in Hollywood, if you will, or in the film industry, because everybody tends to take off and they start a project or they get, you know, caught in something and they start to do their own thing and, and not keep in touch with anybody. So it's, very cool to have a a family type setting where you're seeing that person face to face, even though you all have your own private lives, you all have your own Mm -hmm. private projects going on and, and so forth. You still come together and look each other in the eye and say, how are you? And the answer is not doing just fine and walking on. It's, Mm -hmm. Oh, this is going on. And 
you actually communicate with people. So it was really nice. It was, it was, um, I guess, misleading <laughs> to what really Hollywood is like. But right. you know, I came from Saved by the Bell right before 90210. And I was recurring, but that get first day on set where they were, it was the same thing. They were a family. They were established. Right. They worked day in, day out. They were each other's lives. And walking onto that set was super scary. And some people were amazing and wow. some people weren't. And it stayed Who? with me. Who? <laughs> <laughs> right? I'll, I'll text you after. Who was, who was wonderful? Can you say that? Elizabeth Berkeley was the kindest right. human. Wow. And she literally, I just saw her recently. And I and we've been friends off and on for the whole time since for 30 years. And I said, you know what? I still carry it with me. You taught me how to be in this industry because wow. of the experience that you gave to me. I went on to pay it forward. On 90210, I always was nice to guest stars because I know it is so scary. Um, it is. And it can make or break, you know, your performance or how your whole. So it's so important. And I, to this day, I'm still like that. Um, so I thanked her. That's such an interesting thing you just said there, Tori. And I want to know if TC feels the same. You just said it can make or break your performance. Absolutely. So that's so interesting that that talk about that. I would love to hear about that from both of you, that it is so important, the behind the scenes to doing your best work. Well, really, really quickly. So a story about Luke Perry. I had I was the first day on the set and something happened with my car. And I went, oh, um, my he asked and uh, I said, my my car broke down. I, I got a ride from a friend. He said, oh, don't worry about it. I'll pick you up. And every day going to the set, he swung by in his little no. mini Bronco and, no. and picked me up and took me to the set. So it was very cool. It was it was just, you know, he told me his story with Aaron Spelling and and he was the oh one who gosh. said, you know, everybody on this set is very cool and they're, you know, they're very approachable and and all that. And I I believed him and until I saw it and I was like, "Hi Tori." And she said, "Hi. How are you? Welcome." And the whole wardrobe mishap and everybody was really a family. There, there wasn't any spats or anything oh my like that. Gosh, that's such an amazing story. Hey everyone. So as you can imagine, we know a thing or two about makeup. We've pretty much tried it all. And we are really liking Thrive Cosmetics because they have a full line of makeup perfect for an everyday look refresh. They have clean ingredients that feel great on your skin and their products are foolproof, which makes it easy for any skill level to apply. And it's really cool to know that Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Oh, I love that connection. See that? Plus, how cool is it that their uh, high-performance formulas are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free? Amazing. And they have zero parabens, sulfates, and phthalates. I really believe when it comes to makeup, beautiful eyebrows are so important, don't you think? Their Infinity Waterproof Eyebrow Liner helps you achieve your ideal eyebrow look. And their easy-to-use waterproof pencil holds like a wax and blends like a powder. Ooh la la. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash 90210. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash 90210 for 10% off your first order. Want to temporarily restore definition in your jawline where it's been lost over time? With Juvederm Volux XC, you can get a non-surgical jawline treatment that adds volume for a smooth contour and to reduce the appearance of jowls in one in-office treatment with little downtime. Juvederm Volux XC Injectable Gel is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. 
That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. With the weather getting warmer, finally, it is time for a wardrobe refresh. And when I want to update my style without breaking the bank, I turn to Quince. They offer premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. And washable silk tops, timeless 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They partner directly with top factories, so Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to you. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices in premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. I use the hoop earrings I ordered from Quince all the time. And basically live in the slippers that I ordered on their website. The prices and quality are so worth it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash 90210 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash 90210 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash 90210. Enter to win a free cruise for two on board the 90s cruise. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the 90s cruise. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interaction, and all-out 90s events and activities. Over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, Color Me Bad, Lisa Loeb, Fastball, CNC Music Factory, Jesus Jones, Digital Underground, Sophie B. Hawkins, and more. Hosted by MTV VJs Downtown Julie Brown and Matt Penfield, plus Lisa Loeb. Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas will be completely transformed to take you back in time for nonstop 90s action. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to thenineescruise.com slash iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two. Do you remember any of the story he told you about my dad? I just love to hear like any any anecdotes about my dad. Obviously, yes. I miss him and I miss Luke dearly. So it's nice to hear. So he said his his start was Aaron Spelling had, you know, there was he was feeling like he wasn't really being accepted or considered in a lot of things. And Aaron Spelling really extended himself and believed in Luke and put himself out there for Luke Perry. And, and I, you know, I was in awe. I was like, how, how does that happen? How does that miracle of connection actually begin? And Luke said, Aaron Spelling was one of those people who, but when he believed in people, he put everything out there for him. He overextended himself greatly and and he really made Luke Perry. So I it's just it's another one of those things that extends down and says, I'm walking into something that I would really appreciate being accepted to. I won't make that expectation, but I certainly would hope one day that I could be part of, of this whole. And I just remember his stories about he had come across quite a bit of rejection, like many of us, 
And your dad just said, don't stop. I'm behind you. Mm -hmm. You can do this and it'll happen. Just keep, keep pushing forward. It's nice to hear someone else tell the story. I I believe I've told the story from behind the scenes with my dad hearing it happen. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't know if Luke and I ever talked about that story. So it was nice that he told you and I got to to hear it from his perspective. That meant a lot to me. But um, yeah, yeah, I I remember my dad saying, this this is the guy. This is who I want. Fox was not sold. Um, we We both know this. It's typical when you go in, you test, you know, three people. And he said, I'm only testing him. I'm bringing him. And they said, that's not done. We need two other people to come in. And, um, and he said, no, it's just him. Um, he's testing for it and this is who it's going to be. We're casting him. And if you don't believe in him, then I will put forth my own money and pay and, and pay his fee. Like he mentioned that as well. He said that your dad, uh, believed in pay his fee. We don't say fee, but you know what I mean? Sorry. <laughs> so used to being an influencer now, damn it. Financially supported. Luke yes. Perry. Yes, he said he would personally pay for him. Yes. And and he Luke was very I, I think I, you know, our conversations were more around how did you start? How did you get here? Uh what what's your story and and all that. Um and I shared my stories and stuff like that. So there was um and I think that was Right at the time when he was, he wasn't married yet. He was just in the relationship with his wife and he was telling me all about her and, and all all that good stuff. So it was good conversation. It was very open and willing to share personal things that. Did you know him before? No. Oh my Gosh, this story is incredible. So this is just how he was. Like you're yes. you're on this set, you now belong. Right. Oh my god. Right. Yeah. Who so who was the first person on set that you met? Was it Luke? Was that the first person or do you remember who you It was Luke. It was Luke. And, okay. and then it was Jason and then uh Gabrielle and um and then obviously wardrobe and and so forth. But and then playing basketball, which I am horrible at, has nothing to do with my height deficiency, <laughs> has everything to do with that basketball basket was not high up. It was just on the door and I still couldn't make the basket, but they let me play. Oh, my, my gosh. gosh. You, you and Jason would have been such a cute couple. Wouldn't we? <laughs> that would have been good. But, just don't tell my husband. <laughs> no, oh, oh. And I, I meant on the show, but yeah, real life too. Okay, I know, yeah, I, yeah. Know, I know, I know. Wait, I, like, okay, I know. so I have to ask. So in our timeline right now, we have just finished watching the prom episode. Yep. And I don't think it's a spoiler that we know what's coming is Donna Martin graduates, which I think you could argue is one of the most iconic episodes of 90210 in the 10 year run. What is it like to be a part of that episode? It was pretty amazing. There was, I remember Ian and everybody and they're all out on the, the steps. And, and I remember some of the lines when we were talking about editing the, the paper and stuff were, there was the word, this is an appropriate epitaph. And I, for some reason, epitaph, the word epitaph would not, it, it just epitaph <laughs> surface. And I don't know what word I was saying, epitaph or something weird. Um, and, and there was this, this uh, scramble of, do we, are we pushing for the right thing? Are we saying, you know, Donna Martin is, an example to all of the rest of the junior class and the sophomores and the freshmen. And she got drunk at prom and is this appropriate? And do we let her get away with this? And, you know, what's the consequence? And then everybody out on the, the steps and it was hot that day. I remember, Oh wow! Um, it, you know, doing their, their chant of, 
Donna Martin graduates and, and do we get behind her or is my character the kind of steadfast on, no, we have to do right by society and be an example and not let her graduate, you know, that kind of thing. Or do I go with everybody else? And, right. and my vote was, let's I don't remember what happens. Wait, don't spoil it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't right. know what happens. No but, I mean, I know what happens, but I don't know what your character decided. And that word, I can't imagine ever saying that word that I would freak out. I'd be like, uh. So <laughs> do you remember uh, what they were actually chanting outside that was not Donna Martin graduates? Am I allowed mm. to say this? Yeah. Uh, yes, you yeah. are. <laughs> Definitely. Tori, you're testing me now. <laughs> I'm not. I swear. I no, think we've told us. this. Ian has told the story on the show, correct? Oh, he has? Yes. Okay. It wasn't graduates. Oh, yes. <laughs> it was. Um, is this an age appropriate audience? Yes. It was started with the letter M. <laughs> TC, it was masturbates. Thank Don you. Martin masturbates. I'm not going to be the one do, to say do that. Do you remember who started? I don't. That? I don't. But I, it was, I either Jason, it was either Jason or Ian. But <laughs> is there footage somewhere of there everyone? There must be. Oh, who we should. Has must be. Oh, we should. You know what? Uh, Larry Mullen, who yeah. is the one of the producers, uh-huh. he has tons of behind the scenes dailies. So I wonder if he has that. Somebody must. That would be so funny. It's been plenty of time. Because it, it was it. It, it was very clear. So um, were you recognized for a long period of time from that episode? Yes. Uh, and I, I think when you live in Los Angeles, everybody thinks that they're famous. So you can go to the grocery store and it, nobody will bug you because they think that you should be recognizing them. So it's quite you know, <laughs> yeah. to live in in los angeles anywhere outside of of la yeah. i would i you know my i grew up in santa fe new mexico and so i would come back and visit family and and so forth and immediately it, it was oh, are you are you're toby aren't you aren't you toby no on 90210 and i would kind of be caught off guard because i'm not used to that. And I'd only done several TV movies and, and stuff like that. I'd done, I'd done a a bit, but um, not to be recognizable as somebody. So such as a staple. So I would, you know, they would, they would ask me, are you, are you pushing for her to graduate? Are you not? What are you doing? What is Martin doing? What is she doing? And, and, wanting the inside scoop and stuff like that. And then they'd say, Oh, good job. You know, you did a great job. That kind of thing. And then they'd they'd ask for my autograph and they'd ask me to sign it TC as Toby. No. Yeah. Right. 90210 fans always want you to put your character name after your name. Really? Yes. That's a big deal. Wait. So to Ah. this, to this day, I sign every, sometimes I forget and I'm like, Oh, you're younger. You recognize me from like scary movie two or something. I always know people's ages by what they recognize me from. Right. Um, but our generation, I always write Tori's spelling and then write Donna, like Eric, AKA like, Donna. Yeah. Donna. No and then way. put 90210 afterwards. They, it's very important to them. Especially so collectors. Funny. I think I just saw um, Henry Winkler signing some things and he does include the fawns. I think sometimes. So that makes yeah. sense. They love it. Yeah. Oh my God. And do you, do you both think that's cool? Oh, I do. I think it's cool. It makes them happy, which makes me happy. So I like to, you know, that's the feeling I get from it is that if they're happy, that makes me happy. For sure. But then you went on to be very recognizable as Kelsey and all my children. And so then the they were like, Toby who? Right? <laughs> Wait, both of you started so young. What is, you know, people always talk about like, oh, it's, that's so hard or you didn't have a life or you didn't have a prom or high school, or whatever. What is the best part for both of you 
of starting work and in this profession so young? Go first, Tori. <laughs> I don't know because I don't know any difference. Right. Like I grew up doing it. So I don't I yeah. don't know. I can't I don't know how to even answer that because I don't know what life would have been like if I hadn't started so young. It's yeah. So uh, for me, um, it was I, I came to a point where I realized I was married to the industry. Mm -hmm. Because you had to pay so much attention to that and put that as a priority and anything and everything, every decision you made, every plan, every trip, every everything, mm -hmm. every school that you went to, every everything. So I I went on and and got an undergraduate degree in film with producing, directing, writing, editing, and sound. And then wow. I went on to get a a master's in business administration. My, I started an interdisciplinary master's oh my in, goodness. in computers and art. And that turned out to be an argument between two departments because computers and, and art do not blend. They both have their own opinions of, of what a master's degree should be. And that was uh, specializing in more of the new medium of digital and, and so forth. And so then I changed that was like too long of a uh, process and ended up being like an $11 an hour job. So mm -hmm. I moved over to a business administration with an emphasis in marketing. And so those two, just every decision that you make is surrounding this industry and what you want out of it. And, um, and so every, every effort that I put forth goes that way. And of course, right now, my focus is my family and my, mm -hmm. my kids. I have two adopted kids and my husband and, and so on. How so old are they now? They're eight and 10. Oh my Aww. gosh. Yeah. They're, they're wonderful. They're my life. Yeah. And so what was it like? It, it was honestly like a marriage. You mm -hmm. have to be fully committed to what you're doing. And if you don't have that true passion in you, don't waste your time. Wow. And don't waste other people's time. Wow. Can I go back and change my answer after hearing that? <laughs> that, that you just, you right. just blew me away. Like everything you just said, I was like, oh, wow. Oh, that's yeah, very, amazing. Very well Thank you. And you, and what word couldn't you say? Epitaph? <laughs> after all that? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Enter to win a free cruise for two on board the 90s cruise. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the 90s cruise. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interaction, and all-out 90s events and activities. Over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, Color Me Bad, Lisa Loeb, Fastball, CNC Music Factory, Jesus Jones, Digital Underground, Sophie B. Hawkins, and more. Hosted by MTV VJs Downtown Julie Brown and Matt Penfield, plus Lisa Loeb. Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas will be completely transformed to take you back in time for nonstop 90s action. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to the 90scruise.com slash iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24 seven. Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right. But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. 
You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877-351-0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine washable, and great looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's KNIX.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's KNIX.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So would you would you rate your 90210 experience as a a good marriage at that time? Absolutely. And I wanted it to continue so badly. So badly. It was, you know, it was a a a flavor of the best of the best. Oh, it was. That's so nice to hear. Did you keep in touch with Sean Levy? Oh, no, I haven't. Really. Um just here and there you should have. Yeah, I know. Everybody <laughs> should have. We all should have. <laughs> I know, right? I did think he was cute when he was on the show. Did you think that was funny, TC, when you, because there was obviously a gap between the time you worked together and he became sort of this, you know, very prolific director and high profile person in entertainment. Did you go, wait a minute? Did you ever have that moment where you're like, I think that dude was in the classroom with me at the school paper. Wait, wait. Remember her nine to one Um no, but I could see it in him. He's wow. he's very he was extremely intelligent. Mm-hmm. He was very intelligent. He was um he was he didn't fit the category of uh the very I guess the stereotype of actor model type. Um he his brain was always going. I mean, always who's saying, oh, you should do this. You should do that without, you know, unrequested wow. uh, advice. And, and he, his mind was always going on what he wanted to do and where he wanted to go. I loved hearing that. Did he say he wanted to direct and produce? Oh, yeah. He did. Wow. Yeah. So he knew. Yeah. It's so interesting. My takeaway from this conversation, which is has, has, is so unexpected, I wasn't yes, expecting it to go no. this way, is 
This is great. There is something what? that you know immediately for you all when someone in this show business has it. Because it sounds to me like, like your dad, Tori, knew from moment one with Luke. Yes. Right. This guy's got it. And TC's saying the same thing about Luke and Sean. Like these people, they're something star-like about them. Yeah, they're always yearning to move forward. And and I I'm I'm always one, anything around the film industry to me is solution oriented. And and for me, even going to film school, when I when I graduated, I went, you know what? I learned that there's a ton of problems to be solved. And you know, to walk away with a film degree and say that is uh, the story of life in this industry is there's always going to be a problem that has to be solved. And if people stay stuck in the problem and want to whine and complain, well, because of this and this and this, nobody wants to hear those. They want to hear more so how you're working towards the solution. What are you doing to fix Mm -hmm. it? There's always going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be an obstacle. And if there wasn't an obstacle, nobody would be doing it because there's no obstacle. Mm. Is it too late for me to go to film school? (laughs) No, I was supposed to go to USC and I wanted Uh to major in film. I wanted I wanted to be a writer and producer. Like that was my end goal still is. Mm -hmm. Um, And I deferred the first year at USC to, because the show kept going and we didn't know. And then I went to California university on TV (laughs) and never went to college in real life. And now I don't have a film degree. (laughs) And now I'm at the point where it's like, gosh, you know, would I be taken more seriously if I had that to back it up? You know, like when people are like, oh, okay. When you, because I create projects a lot, but you know, they, why am I not considered, you know, a writer as well? Um, Well, I don't know. I see you more as an executive, one who has such full knowledge of everything. And a good executive is going to hire qualified people and then let them do their job. And if, if you've got, uh, a project in mind, you're the kind of person and personality and drive that will actually execute it and make it happen. And even if you went to film school today, I'm not saying don't, absolutely do if you want to. All of the new mediums that are out there, those are things that you'll be taught. Right when I was in film school, it was the time where it was still celluloid. It wasn't, mm-hmm. it was online and offline blending in. And that's why my interdisciplinary masters didn't really work because now you have everything in the digital medium and you have the quality and ease and convenience of doing that, that your, your education would be shortened by a lot, but you've already got the life experience and there's no better training than on the job training, right? Mm -hmm. So you've already got a lifetime of that, Tori. But I, I do think like a producer, so it would make a good reality show, though. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> Wait, before we go, what's yeah. your favorite memory of the 90210 experience that you have? I think my favorite memory was just being greeted by everybody. Walk down the hallway mm-hmm. in on set on the, the soundstage and everybody just saying, oh, hi, hi, I'm so-and-so and extending their arm where, you know, you're sort of going, I don't know if I should kind of duck and not look at them or, you know, and they were all just like, hi, who are you? Mm. So it was, it was their inviting way of allowing me in and making me feel comfortable in an, in new ground that I was walking on and, and just the camaraderie of wow. the talent and dedication that everybody had. You did have the luxury, though, of first appearing in the newsroom, right? So you got right. to work with the nicest of the nicest. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so that, that was good. Um, but yeah, and that translated. It really did because... Your character, Toby, and Sean Levy's character, Howard, really automatically felt like they were part of the group. 
Yeah. Like, yes. It felt like you weren't like, oh, jarred by new characters. It was like, oh, yeah, we believe they go to school together and they've worked together now, even though they're, you know, juniors and, and we were seniors. But wait, sophomore or junior? Junior. Junior. Uh, as junior. Junior. Um, yeah. So that is awesome. Wait, uh, what do you have anything in the in the work in the works? That was such a hard uh, I do. I have a feature film that we shot Yay. during COVID, interestingly enough, called The Man Who Thought That He Was Salvador Dali. And, oh, no way. and that's with Philippe Mora, uh, who did Mad Dog Morgan. He did Communion, Brother Can You Spare a Dime? And it's it's really about the man who thought that he was Salvador Dali. Um, <laughs> I played Tessa Crush Arendt, and she interviews this man who thinks that he is Salvador Dali. And it, it, it's a very creative way of investigating whether Salvador Dali had a sadistic side to him or or not. I mean, artists are artists and, and it, it's, it's still in production now. It's tying up and going to go into post very soon. If anyone's in their car or not, you shouldn't do this and drive, but if anyone's Googling Salvador Dali, <laughs> I am also. Oh, <laughs> I knew, I knew he was someone important. Wait, is this based on a real man that actually thought he was Salvador Dali or no? No. Completely fictional. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm working on that and that's um, great. I want to see that. Yeah. That sounds definitely. fascinating. And then the other thing that I'm working on is a documentary that I'm uh, doing on Charlie Pete and Charlie Pete happens to be my uncle. Um, and he's got, he, he's just, he comes from a family line of railroad executives, if you will. And he's had life adventures that many authors have approached him. And um, lots of people have said, I really want to tell your story. I mean, everything from running the Trans-Amazon 9,000-mile race on a, on a Harley and becoming number two in Harley's toughest riders um, to building airplanes, a car collection, crashing two planes, training uh bear at fostering a black bear. And I mean, the stories go on and on and on. So I approached him and said, Charlie, we're telling your story and I'm going to do it. And he looked at me and he went, okay, let's do it. So we're just in production on that. I stand by my comparison of TC to Andrea Zuckerman. I stand by that. Very <laughs> smart. Very smart. How easy or hard was it to get that project made once you decided you wanted to do it? He was like, I want you to tell my story. The prep work for it goes hours and hours and hours. It's a lot of writing and a lot of just structuring on what it's going to look like. The hard parts that I get stuck on is the formatting because you've got to create a uh, a seamless um, lead motif, if you will, of what that is going to look like. And that's where I, I am right now. I've got the stories all laid out. I'm going back to Wyoming to, to do more filming and... Um, we've got a lot of footage, but it's putting it together and having that look seamless and, um, and, and what that looks like overall. I mean, these stories go for, we, we've got endless hours of his stories of his life. He's 90 years old now. Oh my gosh. Yes. So it's, it's getting time to, we've got to do this and we've got to do this now. Yeah. So it's timely. and one thing he said was it's called thank God. And a lot of his adventures and situations that he was in, he survived and is here today because of his belief in God and how he, he has used that as his solution to many situations that he's been in. And I don't know how you can crash your own plane twice and walk out, but, and the planes that he built. So, that's, you know, 
it's a story that has to be told and it's right now in putting it all together and making it look very and feel very seamless. That's the tough part about it. Wow. I thought I just loved you because you were pregnant with Bobby Warner's baby. That's an an all my children reference for anyone that hasn't seen her on all my children. Um, But it goes so far beyond that. TC Warner, you are amazing and fascinating. I could literally listen to you speak all day. Thank you so much for reconnecting me with you. Everybody get ready because this was our preview to Donna Martin graduates. That Uh, is something in the air. I think the episode sounds something in the air. Can't wait to watch it. Thank you, TC, so much. Thank you, Tori. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, everybody else, for listening in. Bye, guys. Bye. I love that Luke story. That was amazing. He picked her up for And he was in the height. That was the height of Luke Perry was everything. He picked her up for work every day. Every day. A person he just met because they weren't on the show. But that was him. That was him in a nutshell. That that story right there described him perfectly. That is unbelievable. I need to be that nice. I'm not sure I would do that. (laughs) (laughs) LA's got a lot of traffic. (laughs) Maybe not as much back then. (laughs) A little bit less. Love you. Talk to you later. Okay, love you. Enter to win a free cruise for two on board the 90s cruise. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the first ever sailing. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interactions, and all-out 90s activities. There'll be over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, and more. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico on Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to the 90scruise.com slash iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. Mm -hmm. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.